0: Hey, welcome back. Oh my god, so excited. Is this real? Are we really here right now? (laughs) It seems like it's been a year and a half since I was back for an episode of Claim the Stage. If this is your first time listening, no, I'm not crazy. Thanks for coming (laughs) to check me out. If it's not your first time listening, you're totally used to this. And welcome back to our first episode of 2017. I'm Angela Lucier. I'm your host. I'm also a speaker and author and founder of the Speaking School for Women, which is an online training program for women who want to become paid speakers. And the awesome news is school starts again on February 21st. That's right. We're like a week and a month away. So mark your calendars. Be sure to go check out the page on my website at us Go to Speaking School. You can learn all about it. I'm going to talk about it a little bit more at the end of this episode and next week, but just to get your feet wet, you might want to go check out the webpage. I'm also the CEO of the Speaker Sisterhood, which is a network of speaking clubs for women. And Claim the Stage, in case you're wondering what this, ep- what this show is, it's a show for courageous women who want to follow their dreams by claiming their voice. And I teach you how to do this by interviewing awesome, awesome people and sharing some of my own advice and stories. This show is sponsored by McNally Communications, training you to get results by speaking, writing, and presenting with more impact. You can say it better. They'll show you how. You can find them at McNallyCommunications.com. And what's crazy is I just got a really bad splinter in my hand, and it's actually bleeding right now, but I'm going to see if I can still do the show even though I'm bleeding. <laughs> that was random. Okay. <laughs> It's so funny. Splinters are one of those things you think of like when, you get, when you're a kid and you're like, oh my God, I got a splinter. But they happen all throughout your life and they never feel good. So I'm going to attempt to do this show while wounded. And this show today, my friends, is a doozy. I'm very excited to be sharing with you my intellectual property, my, one of my babies, one of the things I've been working on for 10 years that I finally rolled out last year, and I have barely talked about it on the Claim the Stage podcast, which when I thought about it this morning, I was like, what am I doing? I am depriving my listeners of one of my favorite things I've ever made. So today we're going to talk about the stage system. And you may be sitting there going, what is this crazy thing she created? Don't worry. I'm going to give you the quick overview of what it is. And then I'm going to tell you the story about how I figured out that this was important. And it's a pretty, (laughs) it's a pretty funny story. So you can sit back and just relax and enjoy that. And then I'll teach you about how to use it so you can become a more... I guess I would say, I don't want to use the word authentic because it's not really about authenticity, but it's more like putting your own personal stamp on every presentation because the stage system is a method for crafting a speech that helps you make your speech your own. So rather than create another boring slideshow or endlessly rattle through tons of data, we know we've all seen those talks. This approach teaches you how to build a presentation that showcases your personality highlights your unique experiences, and allows you to deliver your stories and information in a way that feels good to you. So if that sounds good to you, I think you are going to love today's episode, Present Like a Pro Using the Stage System. To kick this off, I'm going to share with you an essay I wrote this morning about how I stumbled upon the value and importance of some kind of system or tool like the stage system. Are you ready? You might want to sit down. You might want to stop what you're doing. My hand is still bleeding. (laughs) Don't worry. I'll I'll get a bandaid right after this and maybe get some tea because I'm going to share with you a pivotal moment in my life by Angela Lucier. Here goes nothing early on in my public speaking journey, I was scheduled to give a persuasive speech at my public speaking club. Being new to this mysterious form of communication, I was eager to learn from those who were more experienced. I wanted to know, how do you do this thing that most people would call the scariest thing they could possibly think of? To address this question, I sat in as many audiences as I could and studied each speaker's body language, facial expressions, tone, and use of the stage. After watching a lot of speeches, and I mean a lot, I determined that people who used the whole stage and made dramatic gestures were the ones who were most effective at getting their point across. This was a really big deal at that point. Right before giving my five-minute persuasive speech, I decided I would use the theatrical moves I had observed to really wow my audience. I was excited to show my new expert approach, my bigger-than-life presence, and my major improvement over my old skills. As I started to deliver my speech, I searched for the perfect moment to spread my dramatic wings." After getting through the first few lines, I found the ideal point and swept my arms in the air at the pinnacle of the sentence. Next, I walked back and forth across the stage, taking obnoxiously large steps. I continued to throw my arms in the air each time I felt the need to add some drama and keep the energy moving. Without warning, I felt myself become self conscious. I started to feel embarrassed and flushed with red. I felt like a fraud. I suddenly couldn't remember why I thought this was a good idea. I felt sick. Could my audience see my awkwardness, too? Rather than quit, I recommitted to the Shakespeare-like production and I continued until the last word. During the feedback portion of the meeting, my fellow club members couldn't help but comment on my body language during the speech— They were trying to be supportive, but it was clear that they were all a little traumatized by my new soap opera-worthy performance. One woman said, I wasn't totally sure what you were doing with your arms there. And one really nice man said, Well, I applaud your courage, but your body language was just distracting from your well-crafted speech. Most of the feedback I received that day was about my new stage presence, and it wasn't positive. I went home after that meeting feeling like a failure. I decided I wasn't meant for public speaking because I couldn't do it like the pros do it. I kept wondering, where did I go wrong? I was doing what the experts were demonstrating, so how did I fail so miserably? I went to bed that night deciding I would quit public speaking and go back to being a shy girl. When I woke up the next morning, I couldn't shake the feeling that I was missing something about my performance the night before. While eating my scrambled eggs, the answer fell on me like maple syrup over a warm pancake. It was then that I realized if I wanted to connect with my audience, I needed to be me, not some other speaker who has their own mannerisms and style. By being myself, I would be a more successful speaker. That revelation came 10 years ago. Since then, I've continued to work on my own style, weaving my own stories and experiences into my talks, creating new approaches to presenting, working with diverse groups, and experimenting with different types of energy on stage. After giving over 700 talks... (laughs) that sounds crazy. I've realized there's a formula for being yourself on stage. I put it all together and created the stage system, part of the Speaker Sisterhood's core training program. And I mentioned earlier, I'm the CEO of the Speaker Sisterhood, which is a network of public speaking clubs for women, which helps them to find their voice and build confidence as a speaker. So that was the essay I wrote this morning about this pivotal moment in my life that helped me to realize that there is no cookie cutter approach to becoming a great speaker. It's not about putting your arms in one specific spot or using a specific opening or a joke that will work every time. It's about finding what works best for you. And people ask me all the time, how do you prepare for a speech and do you use notes and how do you memorize things? And while I appreciate that they want to know what I do, I can't give the black and white answer that works for everyone. And that's one of the cool things about public speaking is that it's such a personal journey and it's an opportunity for you to learn what works best for you. And, you know, it it really just takes doing it a lot of times to decide, oh, you know what? I like to just put four or five bullet points down on an index card and leave that on the lectern and look back at it every once in a while Or I like to have one slide that just has a couple different words I can refer to and remember what I need to talk about. So the stage system, as I mentioned, is a method for crafting a speech that puts your personal stamp on every presentation. So rather than creating those boring slideshows or, you know, those data-driven presentations that lack personality, you can build a presentation that really shows who you are and highlights you. So I'm going to show you how to do that. Well... I'm going to talk to you about how to do that since we're on a podcast. (laughs) And if you want to take some notes, great. I'll also have a download on speakersisterhood.com shortly. It might not be right up there, um, you know, as this episode is released, but you can also go to my website, AngelaLucier.us to my podcast page, and I'll have a little download on there where you can download information about the stage system. So what the heck (laughs) is the stage system? Have I created enough mystery around it yet? Are you like on the edge of your seat? Okay. Okay. I'll let it. I'll tell you. And by the way, my hand is still bleeding. Okay. So what is the stage system? It's an acronym for style, truth, art, group, and energy. It's basically a checklist that acts as the architecture for every speech you give, whether it's your first or your 500th. It's cool because it gives you a chance to pause and ask yourself who you want to bring to the stage. As in what version of yourself do you want to bring to the stage? If you're naturally funny, Think about how you can incorporate more humor into your talk. And if you went through a life-changing experience, how can you tie that into your subject? Or if you love interacting with the audience, how can you make that a big part of your speech? The really important thing to, to recognize is that there is no one way to do it. It's like... An open canvas, every speech is something you get to create and build based on what you love to do. So by using the stage system as your guide, you build your talk so you're in your element and really shining on stage. And then hopefully you avoid being asked by your audience why you're doing all those weird things with your arms. Not that anyone's asked me that question, but if they did, you know, (laughs) So I want to go on like a little side rant for a second because I've been thinking about this a lot over the last couple of weeks, and I think it applies to what we're talking about here today. And I want it. I think it will, and I know it will drive home my point. When people ask me what makes a great public speaker, and I've thought about this a lot, I've determined it comes down to two key elements. And they're probably different from what you expect them to be. The first one is probably the most far out there, but when you hear the explanation, I think you'll go, oh yeah, yep, that's true. That's definitely true. The number one, the number one thing that makes someone a great public speaker is the ability to make your audience feel comfortable. And we don't hear that very often. We hear the importance of making a connection with your audience, having your audience trust you, making your audience laugh, keeping them engaged. But there's a really important thing, and that is comfiness. How do you create a comfy bubble for your audience so they want to listen to you and they're enjoying the experience with you? Because I think as speakers, we're always so focused on our own experience as the presenter that we often forget there's another entity involved in the exchange, the audience, those people who are staring at you, right? It's your job as the speaker to lead the group and provide an element of comfiness that will allow them to listen to engage and absorb what you're offering. So in order for your audience to feel comfortable, first you have to feel comfortable. You bring the comfiness. That only happens if you build a speech you can't wait to give because you crafted it yourself using the stage system. All right, what's the second most important element that goes into making a great public speaker? Any guesses? Okay the ability to deliver your content so it makes a lasting impact. This is huge. It really bothers me when people squander the opportunity to create a lasting impression with the audience because they're just trying to get through their material. Don't just try to get through your material. Create a really special experience so your, your audience remembers what you're teaching them. If your content falls flat and puts people to sleep, You're not providing much value for anyone, right? Even if you have the most engaging data or best punchline in the world, if your delivery is off, your audience won't get the same experience or lasting impression as they would if you had a stronger method of sharing your words of wisdom. So you can avoid losing your audience when you craft a strong outline that gets you excited by using the stage system. So we're going to go through the stage system now. I know you're like, what the heck? Can you just tell me what it is? (laughs) (laughs) we're getting there. To use the stage system, you simply go through each step by addressing the questions in each category. So it sounds like this. Imagine a sheet of paper in front of you with the letters S-T-A-G-E written vertically along the left side. And, you know, for S, it's for style. For T, it's truth. A is art. G is group. And E is energy. So we'll start with style at the top. If you want to determine or integrate your style into your talk, you have to ask yourself, how will I bring my unique personality and quirks to this speech? What are my unique personality traits? What kind of a stamp will I put on this presentation? I like to give out gifts or give out little visuals, things that remind people of the presentation or can be used as I guess, you know, a visual aid, but I like to make my own because I don't know, I'm a crafter, and I just like making stuff. So one time I did a presentation about marketing for a bunch of small business owners, and I called the presentation Popcorn PR, and I gave everyone one popcorn kernel in a tiny baggie. It was funny because it was like, we pass these around. Everyone's looking at this little baggie going, there's one popcorn kernel. Like it's one piece of corn, not even popcorn yet. And I asked them all, how are you going to make your idea pop? And they're all looking at this little baggie and it's like, it's true. Like your business is that little popcorn kernel. And it's your job to make it pop through the marketing and PR you do. So you kind of have to do something that's going to stand out and get people's attention. And just having that one little popcorn kernel help them to realize they need to nurture this popcorn kernel because that's all they have and they have to make it stand out because if, if they don't, that little popcorn kernel is going to go away. (laughs) So I brought my own personality to that speech by giving everyone one of those little popcorn kernels and it's not expensive. You know, I think total that might've cost me a dollar. So you can do stuff like that to make it fun and engaging and insert some of yourself into a topic that a million other people could present on. I mean, how many people give workshops on marketing and PR? There are a lot. The second letter T is for truth. And this is where you think about what's true about this topic for you. Where is the natural connection between you and your topic? And are there any stories or experiences you can share? I love when people share personal stories or share stories about a friend or a client or someone that they know they know who, have you know, they've done something magnificent or they've gone through something difficult and come out on the other side. Stories are the things that your audience connect with. The emotional piece is what they're going to remember. So it's always really helpful to include stories that are your own. And while it's nice to share well-known stories about like Oprah's life and struggles or Huckleberry Finn or, you know, these people who are well-known in our society, sometimes it's good to just take it back to your own life and say, you know, I I remember when this happened to me and what I did. And that makes it your own because no one can tell that story the same way you do. And it's been really cool talking about public speaking so often now since I sort of switched my business from business coaching a year ago to focus on public speaking because I have like a thousand stories of speeches and <laughs> some of them are crazy and I think they all serve as really good teaching tools. So it's, it's been really nice to be able to go back in my arsenal and go, okay, of those 700 talks, what should I... <laughs> what should I share? Because some of them are just so hilarious. And if you've listened to past episodes, you probably remember me telling that story about going into that MBA class and wearing a business suit and taking it off in the middle of my presentation to reveal a dress underneath that I would normally wear and how awkward that was. And, And so sometimes doing things in your presentation that pushes you and stretches you doesn't always go as planned, but it's good for you to be testing different material and trying things out because it helps you to figure out what will work. So that's T for truth. What's true about this material for you? The third letter is a for art. And this is probably different from what you think. Art is the way you share your material. It's the art form. And so that means thinking about using humor Visuals, props, handouts, metaphors, stories, interactive exercises. What's the method you're going to use to present this material? And I I used to do a lot of keynotes and I would dread... The slideshow, I never liked using PowerPoint, but I always felt that there was this expectation when I gave the keynote that I would have to have slides and I'd go, "Oh God, I want to do this keynote, but I don't like making slides, and I would like procrastinate forever, and you know I, I would do it, and it would go fine, but <laughs> that was an indication that that's not the kind of presentation where I really shine. I learned over the years that I shine the most when I'm doing a presentation where there's a lot of interaction. I love hands-on workshops. I love Q&A. I love when people are talking and there's more of, an, of a conversation going on and people are learning in the moment. And it's not just me giving a 45-minute monologue. I don't like that. It's not fun to me. So now that I know that's my favorite type of workshop or presentation to give, that's what I aim for every time. How can I create engagement? How can I get people involved in this workshop? Do I need to create handouts? Do I need to create exercises? Do I need to do group work with them? And that makes it fun for me because I know I'm going to look forward to delivering that workshop instead of going, oh, God, I have to use these slides. Uh, And so if I can avoid it, I go without slides as often as possible. The next letter is G for group. And group is all about your audience. Who is in your audience for this talk? It is so crucial that you understand who is sitting in front of you for every single presentation. You need to understand their challenges, their goals, their dreams, why they're there that day, what they're looking to get out of your talk. What do you know about them as people? Like, are they women? Are they students? Are they CEOs? Are they grocery store managers? Once you have an understanding of the demographic of the group and some of the expectations of the group, then you can, that will inform your presentation and what you put into your talk and what you leave out. So you always want to be considering your group and making sure that you're tailoring your speech to match their needs and goals. And, you know, you're doing it in the context of the stage system. So when you know, okay, I've got these high school seniors in front of me. So I know I want to make an interactive game because that's how I like to do presentations. So what would be interesting to high school seniors? And then you can create a game for them. The last letter, E, is for energy. This is one of my favorite parts because I think it's a, it's a piece that's so often forgotten and not really talked about anywhere. <laughs> so I want you to be thinking about this when you're assembling talks. Energy. How will you present this material so it transfers your energy for the subject to your audience? How do you want to leave them feeling? Do you want them to be energized, reflective, concerned, motivated, surprised, or something else? This is so awesome because when you know how you want to leave your audience feeling, that will inform the whole direction of your speech. If you want to persuade them to think differently, you need to say some things that might surprise them, right? Or that will motivate them to go, oh, you know what? I've been thinking about this the wrong way the whole time. I need to do something about this. And as the speaker, it's your job to create that kind of energy in the way you give your presentation. And by doing that up front when you're, when you're building the architecture, you'll ensure that that will happen. So those are the five letters of the stage system, style, truth, art, group, and energy. And as I said, you can go to us, click on podcast. This is episode 32, and you'll be able to find a little download there where you can get the, the print out of this. So by going through this exercise... You'll avoid using those dramatic arm gestures because you'll already know that's not your style. Or you'll dramatically gesture the whole time because that's how you feel most comfortable. But the most important thing is that you'll know that. (laughs) You won't be trying to emulate someone else because you think that's what you should be doing. So you'll incorporate your personal stories, you'll use the types of tools and visual aids you like, and you'll make sure you're crafting a speech with impact because you're keeping your audience in mind when you build it. And this tool is not only useful for writing speeches, listen to this, it's also great for putting together courses, articles, books, and other creative offerings that require your own personal stamp. I dare you to try it for something else. (laughs) So I want to invite you to have fun with the stage system and know that it's a tool that will continue to deliver deeper and clearer results each time you use it, because public speaking is always a work in progress and you're never done learning and growing. With this method, you're encouraged to try new things, to be adventurous and do things you think you can't do, because who knows, you might just surprise yourself. Thank you for listening to my podcast about the stage system helping you present like a pro. Well, there you have it, you guys. My first episode of 2017, all about the stage system. And if you're curious about how you can build speeches and practice them using the stage system, that is the core of the training program we use in the Speaker Sisterhood. There are clubs now forming all over... Right now, mostly all over New England, but we're looking to expand across the country, all around the US. So if you are someone who considers yourself a leader, someone who has facilitated meetings in the past, has an interest in public speaking, and would like to become part of the Speaker Sisterhood and maybe even lead your own club, get in touch with me. We can talk about what that looks like. You could create your own side business through the Speaker Sisterhood, make some money, be part of this movement of helping women to build their public speaking skills, build your brand, network with new audiences, and just have a ton of fun. I mean, the clubs are so fun, and they're, I mean, everyone I've met through the Speaker Sisterhood is like so inspiring, so awesome, part of my tribe, so grateful to the universe for bringing this into my life, and I would love to share it with more women. So if you're listening today and you're thinking, that sounds pretty cool, shoot me an email, Angela at lucier.us, and we can chat about what that would look like. We are doing a new club leader training February 11th, and we have a live uh, option and a virtual option, so we can talk all about that. And don't forget, the Speaking School for Women is back February 21st. I'm doing my eight or six week online course for women who want to become paid speakers once again, and spots are already filling up, even though I haven't even opened registration yet. So that's pretty awesome. If you want to chat about that, you can also email me, Angela at AngelaLuciere.us. All right, guys. Um, I want to thank my sponsor, McNally Communications. You can say it better. They'll show you how. You can find them at McNallyCommunications.com. And... I have so much coming up this year. We have some big surprises coming. Can't wait to share with you. I wish I could tell you right now, but I can't. So I need to go get a Band-Aid. We've got a first aid situation over here with a splinter. And I'll be back next week with more. So that's it for me, folks. As always, stop waiting, start creating. See you next time.